This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? This is episode 21. I'm Kenyon Clark, and it's just me tonight, so you're stuck with me for this episode. It'll probably be a shorter one than normal. Uh, Another one, like we had a shorter one last week, too, but it's probably going to be like this for the next month, month and a half or so, where we're kind of having trouble getting all our schedules together to get everybody here. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be just me for the next month and a half, fortunately, but it may be just two of us at times, um, but after that, somewhere around mid-March, hopefully it'll be three and four of us again most of the time, and we'll be getting them out on Friday. So I apologize for this one being late. Uh, that's kind of what's going on. We're just having trouble getting everybody together at the same time. Got a lot of stuff going on right now, but still wanted to get one out for you guys because I want to try to do this every week, and I'm actually hoping to add another episode at the beginning of the week as well, um, which will be something different. Those ones will probably be just me. Um thinking about doing uh, kind of a separate management Monday kind of thing, something like that, where shorter podcasts and videos where we just go over some stuff, like the videos I had done in the past for YouTube, um, hunting tips, management tips, stuff you guys can be doing that maybe we don't cover in the podcast necessarily, stuff that we don't really need to go that in-depth on, but I can um, put out there and hopefully help you guys out some, so... Be looking for that coming up. I'm going to try to get started on that when we get started on some of this other stuff, which I'm actually going to go over. I figured now would be a good time to update everybody on what's going on here at Ridge Hunter Outdoors. So um, an update on the store. I know I've talked about it just a little bit, um, a few different times, actually. Um, we're going to be opening soon. I've got to cross some T's and dot some I's. Um, got the last bit of inventory that we're going to have for now in. So once I get everything set up, uh, we'll be open up here. It'll be next door to Clark's. If you guys know where that's at, if not, it's uh, downtown Wayne City. It won't be hard to find. Um, I'll have social posts on on when that does open and everything you guys need to find us there. So, And then when we do open up over there officially, we'll probably announce it with a podcast because I'm going to do uh, try to get everything set up where we can start doing video podcasts from the store. So that'll be our our backdrop for the videos. And uh, we'll shoot them from there. Do the podcasts over there. And then we'll have something for you guys on YouTube as well instead of just the the logo like what we've been doing. I know that's not the easiest thing to do, especially since on YouTube you can't lock your phone or shut off your computer screen, whatever you're using to listen while you're listening to it like you can on Spotify. But if you guys are just listening on YouTube... You can check us out on Spotify if you have that. We're also on Apple Podcasts. I believe Google Podcasts has us updated as well. Uh, and then we're on our website too. You guys can always check that out. Um, under Podcasts, you got to go to the More up tab up on the top, and then you can go to Podcasts, and you can find our whole catalog there. So like I said, this is episode 21, so we've got 20 other episodes for you guys too. We've been at this a while now, which is good. I'm glad we've been able to keep this up and uh, hoping we can, you know, Keep, stay consistent with it. So that's why, like I said, I wanted to get one out tonight, even though it's just me, so we can still get something out for you guys. But that said, um, even though the store is not open yet, you guys can go check out the website for anything you might need as well as far as um, seed, 
liquid fertilizers, uh, minerals, stuff like that. Everything for wildlife management. Uh, we got a lot of stuff there. We got some new products coming too. Um, we just added Grandpa Ray's outdoor Grandpa Ray Outdoors, excuse me, um, and he's also going to be coming on as a podcast sponsor coming up. So he'll be our first official sponsor. I know I talked about that, hinted at that just a little bit. Um, we're still working out all the details, but um, it's almost all on paper. So we'll be able to get you guys some discounted stuff from him as well. And then if you need anything from him. You can shoot us a message on Facebook or through our website. Uh, we've got an email address there, ridgehunteroutdoors at gmail.com. Um, and the website, I guess I should say, is ridgehunteroutdoors.com. So pretty self-explanatory uh, there on where we're at. You guys can go there and find us. And like I said, if you need anything from, from Grandpa Ray Outdoors or uh, any of the other seed companies that you can think of, uh, we got them too. So if you go on the website and you can't find exactly what you're looking for, just shoot us a message. I'll see if I can get it for you. If not, I can probably find you a blend that's similar to it. And with the GRO guys, I know they got a lot of really good seed. Um, it's really pure stuff, so there's not a lot of waste in it. It is what they say it is on the package. Um, we used it a lot on client properties last year, and we're going to be using it again this year. And we've had a lot of luck with it. We really like it. Um, I'm going to mix some of it in on my own properties as well. Um, and I think maybe one of the other guys, you know, might use it for his too. So uh, we really like him. That's why we kind of got him on as a sponsor. Um, I'm not going to have any, I'm, this isn't going to become a podcast where we have a ton of ad reads and stuff where you guys got to listen to all that. But um, it does help to support this so we can make it better for you guys, uh, which is what we're trying to do all the time. I want to keep improving this. Uh, we've been able to make some minor improvements to it as we go along here in the first like 20 episodes. So. We're going to try to keep building off of that. Um, another new company we got coming to the store is a mineral company, and I will announce them later because it hasn't all been, uh, the the deal hasn't completely been done yet. I'll put it that way. But they are coming, so and they might also jump on as a sponsor, um, depending on how everything goes. We're going to try their stuff, uh, see if we like it. I'm not uh, a huge advocate, advocate for... Uh, Minerals necessarily for, you know, building huge racks or whatever. Guys will talk about putting out minerals and nutrients and stuff, and, and that makes their deer bigger. Uh, does it hurt them? Absolutely not. Are you going to make 130-inch deer, 150-inch deer next year just because you give them minerals? Probably not. Uh, but that said, I do think they are a beneficial thing that you can do. And uh, this guy's uh, he got a small business, and we like supporting small businesses. That's what we are too, so we can use our platform to get some guys some more business uh you know small companies that are doing it like we are that's what we're going to do so um that's kind of the update on the website and some of the new stuff we got coming and then as far as what we're doing right now uh this is consulting season for us so we've been going out to some client properties doing some consultations um that's keeping us pretty busy we do have some places we can move stuff around on the schedule we have some openings still so if you guys are not sure what you want to do for your property this year. Um, there's always stuff you can improve. If you just want to get some more eyes looking at it, um, see some things you might have missed, then we, like I said, we've got openings. So you can contact us again at ridgehunteroutdoors.com. Um, you can go to the management and consulting page and go to the bottom. Uh, fill out to get a quote form. We'll get you guys a quote for what it'd take to get us out there. Um, we normally can work with you guys on that as well. So, uh, our pricing, I think, is pretty fair. It is generally better than most of the other places you're going to find uh, when you're going and just essentially paying for a guy's name. 
Um, I feel like we have a pretty good wealth of knowledge uh, on what to do for whitetails here at Ridge Hunter Outdoors. Uh, obviously not just myself, but with Nate and Dad and, and Jeff as well. So with all the guys here, I, I feel like we can help you out for sure. Um, like I said, you know, we've got over 80 combined years of hunting experience, maybe more than that, uh, if you count Nate in there too. So, And a lot of nice deer, you know, between all of us. So it's not like we're just blowing smoke at you guys or anything like that. If you do need help with your property, like I said, you just want to get some more eyes looking at it, uh, give us a holler. Shoot us a message on Facebook. Go to the website. You can do that. Um, I'll be more than happy to help you out or at the very least get you a quote, you know, for what it would cost to have us come out. So then moving on to March. So just, you know, under a month away, uh, about three weeks away, we're going to be up in Iowa at the Deer Classic. We're pretty excited for that. Uh, myself, Dad, and Nate will be there. I think Nate's going to shag out a little early, so if you guys want to meet him, come out on Friday or Saturday. Uh, if any of our listeners are going to be up there, or if you guys are from up there, uh, be sure to check, you know, stop by and chat with us there. Uh, we'll be at booth 305. Uh, we're going to keep posting about that on social media as well. So uh, this year, you know, I've done some shows in the past and have set up different ways this go around, I'm going to focus more on the management and consulting as opposed to the retail side. Um, so we're going to have our booth set up more catered towards that. We're going to have some stuff for you guys to do, uh, like on-site mapping consultations. Uh, we'll have a show discount for full property consultations. So if you guys stop by, we'll probably do a giveaway as well, um, a show promotion there. So you stop by our booth and, and get registered for that. Um, I'll be announcing that later too as well once I nail down exactly what it's going to be. Uh, maybe another consultation giveaway, maybe not. Uh, just depends uh, on what we feel will be best for you guys. So definitely stop by and see us. We will have some apparel, some of our apparel there as well, uh, which you can find on our website again. Um, T-shirts, hoodies, all that kind of good stuff. We'll have some of that up there, and then we'll have our, our Ridge Hunter uh, clover and chicory seed as well. I'm hoping we'll have... Uh, enough of it to take up there with us to get some seed out there to some guys to try and uh hopefully i like it we've been uh, doing pretty good with that this year so far and and uh if you guys have bought some let me know what you think i'm always open for reviews um a lot of guys that we used it obviously we use our own blend on client properties had a ton of luck with it we use it on our properties have a ton of luck with it so um it, it seems to be a pretty good blend i i tried to find the best blend of clovers you know that i could get put in there um that would be the most efficient uh use of your money when it comes to your food plot your clover plots and stuff so it's got that and then it's got about 10 percent chicory in it and a little bit of alfalfa uh just for kind of some filler a little bit of green that the deer like as well so we'll have some of that up there uh but like i said it's mostly going to be management and consulting based we'll have some flyers and stuff uh and then, like I said, you guys can meet us. We're going to try to do a podcast up there as well, whether it be from the, the actual facility or the hotel remains to be seen. But we'll get something for you guys up there. Maybe we can hook up with a guest, you know, and have them come on while we're there. Uh, maybe we can get somebody cool for you guys to listen to instead of just having to listen to us all the time. So uh, with all of that said, um, that's kind of just an update, like I said, on where we're at at Ridge Hunter, uh, what we got going on right now. And... uh Again, I, I posted this a couple times, but if you guys ever have any questions on anything or stuff you want us to talk about on the podcast, shoot, you know, send us a message through Facebook Messenger, uh, Instagram, direct message us there. Um, 
That's at Ridge Hunter OD, and then we're at Ridge Hunter Outdoors on Facebook. And then, again, you can go through our website, our email address. Um, I'd like to do some Q&A episodes. I know I talked about that last week, but we get a ton of pretty frequent questions. Uh, whether They may not be exactly the same question, but they'll be similar in nature, uh, have to do with the same things when we're on client properties and stuff too. So at some point, I'm going to try to put those together and do an episode on them because enough guys ask us about the same things. I think there's a, a bunch of people who have the same questions who might not be able to find the answer, the best answer, uh, whether it be on the internet, on their Facebook groups, on TV, stuff like that. So uh, if we can do an episode like that and help you guys out, that's what I want to do too. Uh, like I said, you got any questions, send them to us. I'll be more than happy to add them to a list, go through, and then we'll have a Q&A episode here or there. Um, just to kind of mix things up a little bit and get some good information out to you guys. Hopefully good information. So all that said, uh, what we'll be talking about tonight, or what I'll be talking about tonight with you guys, is uh, kind of a February to-do list. Just essentially some things you guys can be doing this time of year, uh, looking ahead to next fall. Obviously there's not, you can't be in a tree right now. Um, a lot of your scouting and stuff, the deer are going to be using different areas right now than they're going to be. October to, <clears throat> excuse me, October to January. Um, so a lot of that scouting is going to be more inventory than anything, like we talked about a little bit last week. But there are some things you can do that will benefit you for, for next season right now. Um, you're not going to be planting, you know, disking up and planting food plots and doing a lot of spraying right now. But you can get a head start on some of that stuff. Um, and the first thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, kind of that, uh, maintenance of food plots as much as anything with the frost seeding. Um, now there, you can establish some new plots, uh, switchgrass stands. You can really, uh, get a good start on a switchgrass stand with, with frost seeding. Um, if you go in like this time of year, generally a month before your spring warm up, wherever that, you know, wherever you fall north and south will dictate kind of the window you have for a good frost seeding. Uh, based on when the spring green up is for us here in uh, kind of the Midwest, Southern Illinois area, you know, you're looking at the next few weeks here. Um, it generally starts warming up middle end of March. Um, so you're looking at, you know, this window we're in right now for some frost seeding. Um, and that switchgrass, like I was talking about, if you go out there and you frost seed that, um, it actually won't germinate until the soil reaches I'm 55, 60 degrees. Uh, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. It's somewhere in there. So, you can actually frost seed that stuff. Then you can go in, uh, spray some simazine uh, pre-emergent to uh, get ahead of the weeds. And that'll give your switchgrass a chance to, to come up without the competition from the weeds. And then you can actually go in again and you can spray uh, a mix of glyphosate and some 2,4-D over the top of it. As long as you hit it before the soil gets to the temperature where that seed's going to germinate. Um, and then you won't have to worry about, you're not still not going to be killing your switchgrass because it hasn't germinated yet. The glyphosate and 2,4-D won't kill the seed. Um, they're not pre-emergence like the simazine is. Um, <clears throat> and then you guys can go in and spray that, uh, before generally May, mid-May, somewhere in there. And that'll give you a really good start on your switchgrass, which isn't a one-year deal. You're going to have to mow it still, you know, later in the summer. And then it's going to be, you know, probably a couple years where you get a really good stand of it. But if you go in and frost seed that, uh, that's a really good way to get a head start on your switchgrass. Um, some other things we like to do frost seeding on is clover. You can establish a new clover plot by frost seeding. I was actually talking to a guy about this the other day. 
it's just not the most efficient way to do it necessarily. Um, I like using the frosting with the clover more for maintenance of the plots. So where you're going to be mowing it over the summer, um, you know, when it gets a certain height, and then spraying for the grass that's in it. Obviously, you're mowing for the weeds, spraying for the grass in your clover plots. You can go in and fill in your bare spots uh, with some frost seeding. You can thicken it up. Uh, if you've got a clover stand from last year that just didn't quite come in like you wanted to, you can go in and frost seed that now and get that clover growing, and then it will outgrow hopefully outgrow your weeds and grass and you won't have as much issue with them. You'll have a lot thicker stand of clover uh, if you go in and do that frost seeding. So that's that's what that's good for. That's you know that's what we use it for most of the time. Not necessarily for establishing a new clover plot, but keeping up with the prior established plots. And then another one is buckwheat. Buckwheat is a really good uh, food plot crop, I'll call it, for... Um, suppressing weeds um, it's a good soil builder as well and it's fast growing you can actually plant going in frost seed buckwheat before spring green up like right in this time period obviously frost seeding um, really I guess I should explain that at the beginning if you guys don't know frost seeding is essentially just going out and broadcasting seed this time of year so that the freezing and thawing of the ground will actually work that seed down into the soil and you don't have to work it up or anything, and then it will germinate and come up when everything uh, gets warm, when the soil temperature gets where it needs to be. That seed will germinate and then come up, and then uh, you don't have to worry about essentially replanting a whole bunch of weed seeds uh, from the previous year or anything like that by disking the ground. It saves some on on spraying, depending on how you do it, uh, when you do it, and that kind of stuff. But with the buckwheat, like I was talking about, really fast growing, it's really going to help with your weeds. Um, and your food plots, if you're, uh, especially if you're going to be starting a new food plot, I uh, I like to go this route, depending on what the location looks like. Uh, if you got a lot of bare dirt, really good way to go. If you've got maybe just a grass field, um, I mean an old hay field, you can go in and do the buckwheat right now, frost seed it, and it's going to outgrow a lot of that other stuff and shade it out. And then in the fall, when you're ready to plant your uh, brassicas, winter wheat, uh, your peas, even soybeans to an extent, if you have those in your mix, you can actually broadcast those straight into that standing buckwheat. So that buckwheat's going to get up to three, four feet if you plant it at the right time. Um, if you plant it too late, you can still do the same thing. You can actually plant it into, I think I planted some last year, like the beginning of July. Um, it didn't get, you know, a foot and a half, two foot tall. Still worked out how I wanted it to. It just didn't quite lay over as well as you'd like. Um, but if you go in there and frost seed that right now, you can actually get a really good stand by August, uh, September, when you're going to be want to be planting those brassica blends, uh, that kind of stuff. And you can just walk through, broadcast that stuff right into it, and then you can go over it with a roller, uh, a packer. You can even just run over it with the tires of your four-wheeler, side-by-side, whatever you got, and knock that down. It's actually going to break at the base. Um, the good thing about the buckwheat is it it leafs out really a lot at the top, but there's a lot of bare dirt down at the bottom because it comes down just kind of like a straw that's not real big around. So it's a lot of bare dirt that you, when you broadcast that stuff, you're going to get good seed-to-soil contact. And then when you go roll that stuff down over the top of it and come back through and spray it and kill that buckwheat, it essentially acts like straw uh, on a yard on a new yard you're planting grass in. That's the best way I explain it to guys. 
Um, just like when you see people when they move into their new house or they build a new house or they're just trying to make their lawn better, they'll go out and put that grass seed out and then they'll put straw over the top of it to hold the moisture in um, to make sure it's getting, you know, uh, a good seed bed to germinate in and then come up. Uh, essentially, the buckwheat is just like doing that uh, for your food plot, except you don't have to go buy a bunch of straw and walk out there and toss it all over the place. You can broadcast this seed, like I said, roll it, spray it, and then that's going to hold a lot of the moisture down. Um, you're still going to get good seed to soil contact and allow that, uh, that seed to germinate and push up through that buckwheat. And then you'll have a really good stand. You won't even know the buckwheat's there after, as long as you get enough seed in there, um, you won't even see the buckwheat. Uh, the deer will eat that a little bit during the summertime. Uh, it's not a heavily browse crop per se. Uh, if you did end up leaving it, they would feed on it some in the wintertime, but it's going to die with the frost as well. And it's an annual, so it's not something you have to worry about. Well, I did it this year, but I don't really want to go that route next year, so I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to worry about killing it out. Uh, it's just an annual crop, so once you do it this year, um, you're going to do it again next year if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, uh, you won't have to worry about messing with it. So I really like buckwheat um, for establishing new plots, like I said, and this is a good time to start frost seeding that. So that was the first one I kind of wanted to talk about. The next one is uh, it's about shed hunting season. Uh, a lot of deer are starting to drop. Uh, there will be more of them in the next few weeks, obviously. But we're already seeing on cameras, talking to a lot of guys, uh, even just keeping up on social media with some of our guys, uh, some guys we know, I should say. Uh, they're starting to drop, both sides even, a lot of deer are. So uh, you can get out there and start looking for some sheds. We're actually going to be talking about Steve Shirk's article on shed hunting here coming up in the next few weeks hopefully on a night when we can get you know at least three of us here we're gonna get steve back on if you guys missed the episode he was on before you need to go back and check it out it was a really good one about uh public land hunting uh and big woods hunting i want to say it was episode 19 i'm not 100 sure of that so you can go back and check it out uh it's the episode we had steve shirk on he was a really good guest we're gonna have him back like i said to talk about his article about shed hunting when we can get everything lined out and hopefully that'll be right in the middle of prime shed hunting season but that's just around the corner and it's actually like i said uh some of it's starting now so you guys are getting antsy to get out in the woods uh, go do some shed hunting uh there's surely some that have fell in your area by this time um like i said a lot of bucks we're seeing dropping one or both sides right now uh and then in the next couple weeks we'll probably see a really high percentage of bucks will be have shed their antlers already. So you can learn a lot from those sheds. Um, inventory, obviously. Um, if you find the sheds from that buck, obviously he at least made it through the hunting season. Uh, there's no guarantee for next year because he's still got to make it through the rest of the winter um, all summer without getting hit by a car, without dying from the winter, um, without dying from disease, you know, next end of next summer. But you at least made it through the hunting season, so someone else didn't get him if you find his sheds. Um, another thing, you can kind of learn where he's going uh, and betting at this time of year. Uh, might not necessarily help you for the hunting season, but then again, it might. It just kind of depends on how your property lays out um, and how big of a homebody that deer is. Uh, you know, uh, when you go out and find those sheds, like I said, you, you can learn a lot from them. And then it's kind of cool to keep uh, a log of your bucks and how much they're growing from year to year 
Um, if you can find those sheds year over year, you can really see the difference of how much, you know, a two and a half to three and a half year old jump will make. And then from three and a half to four and a half and even four and a half to five and a half. Uh, most bucks are about 90% of their antler growth by four and a half, uh, something like 75% at three and a half, I think is the number. So there's a huge jump, like a 15% jump from a three and a half year old buck to a four and a half year old buck as far as his potential antler size. So he's going to be at 90% most generally, and obviously these are averages, but by four and a half, he's going to be at about 90% of his full potential growth. So it's cool to see just how much that 15% can mean if you can pick up his sheds from his three and a half year old year. And then whether you shoot him in his four and a half or you pick up his sheds from his four and a half, and then even taking those four and a halves and seeing what he looks like next year when he comes back uh, at five and a half, um, you can really see that difference, you know, in your hand rather than just on a on a picture on a trail camera or something like that. So that's another way shed hunting can really help you out for the upcoming season. And it gets you out in the woods. Um, that's always a plus for me. Um, you can get out there and, and go have something to do at least, get you through at least till turkey season if you turkey hunt. Um, shed hunting is a good way to pass from deer season to turkey season. So, And if you're out there coyote hunting, uh, which is something you can be doing now too. Predator, predator control is huge. I know we did a couple episodes talking about that. Um, we'll probably talk about that some more as well. But if you're out there coyote hunting, you know, keep your eyes out for some sheds. Uh, the third thing is you can start on your bedding improvements uh, for the next season. Like I talked about there a couple times now, deer aren't necessarily going to be right now where they will be in the fall, like during the hunting season next year. So you can get into those bedding areas where you want them to bed during the hunting season without worrying about messing too much up. Um, and even if you do bump a deer out right now, you're not really costing yourself that much for next season. They'll be back 95% of the time. And that's just the number I'm pulling out of my head, but I feel like it's probably pretty close to accurate. So if you do bump one out, don't beat yourself up too much over it, but get in those bedding areas. Um, you can start hinge cutting some like, uh, for example, box elders, uh, you can hinge cut those right now. You don't want to do too much of it while it's still really cold. If it starts to warm up soon, you can start doing some more hinge cutting. Uh, the reason is once those trees get uh, really cold and it gets frigid outside, it's a lot harder to get them to stay together. So you cut them two-thirds of the way through like you're supposed to do, and you go to pushing them over, and then they just snap rather than bending and hanging on, and then all you've done is cut down the tree. Uh, you haven't benefited yourself at all as far as browse. Uh, you've got a little bit of cover for as long as that tree lasts with the limbs still on top of it. But then after that, it's done. Whereas if you do your hinge cutting properly later in the year where you don't have to worry about it snapping like that, and it will happen some still, but um, your odds are better once you wait for it to warm up a little. Uh, and then you'll still have that root system connected to the leaves and everything, and it'll still get everything it needs, nutrients, water, and all that. Um, and you'll have browse as well as a good cover. Um, so don't get too carried away with hinge cutting right now if you're in our area or in, in the north. You know, uh, I assume there's probably some places in the south, southeast where it may be starting to warm up enough right now where you can do some of that. Uh, I don't know exactly. I haven't really been paying attention to the weather down there, but like I said, don't get too carried away with it. But you can go ahead and get rid of some canopy in that, uh, like when you're hinge cutting those box elders and stuff. If you got some areas for bedding, uh, where you want some more browse, where you're not going to do a lot of hinge cutting, you can go in there, uh, get rid of some of those trees you don't want, some of those undesirable trees. Uh, maybe there's some oaks in there where it's, you've just got too many of them, 
Uh, you don't want them in there. You want them to go to a different oak flat, maybe. Uh, you can get rid of those. Uh, a lot of those trees that, you know, you, you don't necessarily want, you can go ahead and take those out. Um, the trees that aren't good for anything, cut them out, get some sunlight coming down to the, uh, the woods floor and, uh, get some more regeneration in there, some briars, uh, honeysuckle, stuff like that. The brows and cover, eye level cover that the deer like to bed in, uh, and around. So there's a couple things you can do, uh, as far as your bedding improvements go. And then the last thing is, uh, the first part of the last thing kind of has to do with that, um, marking trees. Uh, for hinge cutting later in this season and then marking where you want to expand your food plots or maybe where you want to put new food plots. Um, the first part of that, I'll start with that, uh, marking trees to hinge cut later. If you're in there cutting those box elders, uh, opening up that canopy, doing a little bit of hinge cutting on some of those trees, if you find some that you don't really want to take the chance on snapping, uh, just go ahead and tie some, take some ribbon with you, tie it around there, uh, you can see a lot right now, so you can go in there and find the trees you want to do that too for sure. And then you can go in and, and cut those later. Uh, you don't have to worry about marking an exact spot on a map, uh, remembering in your head where it was. Just go in there, put some ribbon around the tree, and then you'll know exactly which one you decided you wanted to hinge cut. And you come back later. Uh, it's just as easy as finding the ribbon on it. So that's a good time of year to be doing that. And then with that as well, like I said, uh, Marking where you want to put new food plots or even expand your existing food plots. Uh, it's a really good time of year for that, too. You can see everything out there right now. Uh, there's very little vegetation in the woods. So you can really see the way the terrain rolls, uh, the features in it. Uh, you can see where you could possibly uh, maybe push the edges of your food plot out. Uh, you can go in and mark those trees you want to take out to do that. Um, and then, like your new food plots, you can see really well you know, a place that will work good for those, um, up on top of ridges and stuff like that. Um, on the, you know, the little gentler roll of a hill rather than down towards the bottom of it. Uh, you can see what those deer are going to be seeing from that food, potential food plot, uh, how much is going to be able to see into them right now this time of year. So you can really get a good idea of what, how open it is in there. Um, what's going to be a good spot for one, what's not. And then you go in and take that ribbon, Mark those trees that you want to get rid of for those new food plots and then come back later. Uh, or, you you know, if you don't want to do the cutting now, uh, come back later in the little later in the winter, early spring, and then go ahead and do that cutting. Start getting everything out of the way and, and putting in those new food plots. So those are some things you guys can be doing right now. Some things that we're doing right now and some things that we're doing uh, on client properties. I'll go ahead and add another one since we're going to be doing some of it uh, coming up. Uh, go ahead and do your soil samples now. That'll give you enough time to get them sent in and back and see what you need to do. I know the price of fertilizer is crazy right now along with everything else. Um, but it's still important. Uh, you know, food plots, are, to do them the right way, they're not cheap. Uh, nothing about hunting is. I know we spend a lot of money. Most of us spend quite a bit of money. Uh, chasing those antlers so if you're gonna do it uh, do it right you know go take that soil sample uh, bite the bullet whatever fertilizer you need um, and maybe this is a year where you use a cheaper option like some liquid fertilizer uh, maybe you don't go all the way to where it needs to be at the top level uh, maybe you focus on just a pH for this year because with the lime so uh, if you don't have a good pH you're not going to get anything to grow anyway. So you still need to take those soil samples, though. Um, like I said, to give you plenty of time to get them sent in, 
and get them back and then figure out everything you need and then order that stuff and get it all in and get that taken care of. So be doing that as well. But that's just another thing to add to that list of stuff you guys can be doing right now uh, that's going to help you out for next season. Uh, hopefully there's some good information in there for you guys. And I'm hoping that this isn't hopefully going <laughs> to, there's a lot of hoping going on right now. Um, this will be the last time it's just me, but I'm not going to say that for sure because it, it, it might be just me again here in the next, like I said, month and a half or so when we're still trying to get everybody aligned to get in here and, and do an episode at the same time. So if that didn't bore you too much, uh, leave us a review, guys. That's a really good way you can support us. Um, go to Apple Podcasts. I don't know if there's a way you can even review on Spotify. If there is, do that too. But Apple Podcast, you guys can leave however many stars you want. You can leave a good review, a bad review, whatever. Uh, we're just looking for feedback. Thanks to those that have already done that. And if you guys just want to send us feedback through the email, um, that ridgehunteroutdoors at gmail.com, that's fine too. We've had some of you guys do that, and we really appreciate it. So, like I said, just trying to make this better for you guys um, as much as it is for us. Obviously, it's number one, first and foremost, for uh, helping out the deer hunters out there. Um, we really want to grow the hunting community and then the knowledge within that hunting community so you guys can pass it on and make you guys better hunters. Um, and if you guys, you know, have any success with the stuff we're talking about, send us those pictures too. We always want to hear that kind of stuff. So um, whether it be a, a shed you found, you know, looking somewhere that we talked about uh, or a deer you shot because of some stuff you did, uh, your food plots, how good they're looking, any of that stuff, feel free to send it in, guys. Like I said, we always love hearing from you guys uh, that are listening out there, and we really appreciate it. If you do want to support other than leaving the reviews, go to RidgeHunterOutdoors.com. If you're going to be buying seed anyway, we got pretty good pricing. Shipping's not out too outrageous compared to anywhere else, so order anything you want there. Like I said, if, if we don't have it, just send me a message and I'll see what I can do for you guys. Uh, we'll try to get something worked out. That's a really good way for you guys to, to support what we're doing here. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys again next week.